pull up a bar stool. All right, so we are going to talk money. That's right. So I've got John Robinson, JR, my business manager, backup CEO, on the show, which means uh, it's going to be entrepreneurship stuff. That'll be the focus, but specifically the cash, the money, the good, the bad, the evil, everything in between. Our perception of money, how it may change over the years based on what we got and its role in, in finding happiness. Maybe we'll get a little deep today. We'll see. I think you'll enjoy this one. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. So I've got John Robinson, JR, my business manager, backup CEO, back on the show. I was about to call. Hey John. But I'm not. <laughs> my throat's killing me, but I, I am better. I'm feeling better, yeah. but if I cough today... It's probably because I have a cough prop, and um, I both, my voice is a little scratchy today. <clears throat> oh, okay. So what, what, what are you planning I have today? a really tough topic today. Um, yeah. I don't, this like, tough. I don't like tough topics. And this is one that I've been wrestling with like it's an alligator. Wrestling with. Did you say wrestling? Like an alligator. And... It's a talk about money. And it's something in a lot of the masterminds I'm involved with, when the topic of money is brought up in entrepreneurship and in business, it's it's like talking about politics. And you and I just talked about politics over the last four days, and that's an icky subject. But I think we have to talk about it. it. And I, I designed a worksheet like 10 minutes ago, because I was like, all right, what are we going to talk about today? And then I thought, hmm, what would it look like to have more courage when you're talking about money? So I created a worksheet called Money Balls. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what it is. Courage is nerve, guts, audacity, bravery, balls. I mean, it's all those things. So, So the first question that comes to mind and it's in the worksheet is, and I'll ask it to you directly, is what do you believe about money? Meaning good, bad, or whatever. What what, what do you believe about money? Man, I think uh, I told a line with money. Like I understand its value in our society. I consider it something of a necessary evil. I think it's also the source of a lot of negative things in our world. So the greed, the do anything for money type of mentality. Now, when you think about money, is wealth a close cousin to that or distant cousin? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's related. I mean, keep in mind, it, the whole concept of money, you know, in my, at least my impressions of money, the negative perception, 
Um, it can make people do crazy things, whether you're wealthy, trying to be wealthy, or just barely getting by. Um, so wealth or not, yeah, I'm uh, struggling with it because I've evolved my thinking around money through the years. And back in the, my 20s and 30s, it was a necessary thing to get the, the things you want. And when I'm idolizing big homes and boats and cars and all that stuff, it wasn't the mindset of doing anything necessary to get it. Because I, there's still core values. I still have core values. Like I'm not that type of person, but I did think about it as as bad, you know. And the idea of wealthy people in relation to money, I thought of them as bad too. And I'm just starting to grapple with how do I create wealth when I think money is bad. And that's the question that I've been been pondering over the past couple of weeks, because wealth, if you look in the dictionary, wealth is about abundance, a wealth of friends, a wealth of, you know, baseball players, a wealth of, you know, whatever it is that you have it in abundance of, that's wealth. And it's not just money. So that's I'm true. really starting to try to figure out how I can impact the world in a way that's for the greater good, but also be compensated for it. Because I think a lot of the projects that I don't do or are stuck, it's because I don't know how to price what I'm gonna do, or I feel like, oh, it's they might not be able to afford it, or I might kind of feel silly for charging for it. So this whole money conversation, right. I think the first stop is it stems from what you believe about money. I'll even do a little reflection here, and this isn't in the Money Balls worksheet. <laughs> uh, how did you learn about money? Like your parents, what what did they teach you about money? <laughs> um. Yes. First of all, I, I was I was taught that uh, I have to earn it. Like it, they didn't mm-hmm. give me much in terms of money, right? Um, and uh, like my allowance, I always complained as a kid that my allowance is less than every other kid. So I think it made me appreciate the money a little bit more when I was able to earn it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think our our definition of wealth, naturally, because we live where we live, and it the the, I mean, it's, capitalism is just ingrained in our society and our definition of what what wealth is. Now, can you be quote unquote wealthy without making a lot of money? Absolutely, um, but I think the way we generally define it here mm-hmm. involves money. Uh, we we think. We need money in order to be happy. We think we need certain things to to make us happy and to you know whatever to reach a certain level of success or whatever. Um, and that's mainly because of what we've been taught. Um, now there's certain validity to it in that if you don't make any money, it's going to be hard to be 
to get the basics mm-hmm. yeah. to survive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't have a close relationship to money as a kid. I mean, I kind of understood its value. I kind of had a a negative feeling about it because I was always, I always wish I had more. Like, I wish that it's like I could buy something, you know, a video game system my friends had, but, or get these baseball cards or, or whatever, you know, uh, that I either didn't have the money for or my parents wouldn't get it for me because they didn't see, they didn't think it was valuable. They didn't think I, just, I needed to have it. I didn't need it. Just true. Probably yeah. True. I didn't so appreciate it at the time. It was true. Moving from like where you stand on money now to how you feel about it. When you didn't have a lot of money, how did you feel in in your lifetime? Yeah, I mean, I think there's always a sense of grass is greener, thinking if I had money, I could do this, I could buy this, I could go there, I could be this. Um, I think there's a little bit uh, jealousy and resentment um, when it's a struggle to get by. Um, but I also would say that I appreciated mm-hmm. every dollar dollar more. Not that I have dollars flying out of my pockets these days, but like I don't think twice about making a purchase these days, most purchases, whereas every $5 was something like, should I do this? And there was the guilt right. involved when I did. So, so I get how you felt so. when you didn't have money. Let's say you have money now. I mean, we're not talking gobs of money. We're not talking crazy wealth. But let's just say you you have money now. How do you feel about money now? Because it sounded like in the past, it was like I I was more cautious about it, a little more fearful in making decisions. And if I made a bad decision, would probably be a little angry with myself. If And that's with anybody. If they don't have a lot of money, they don't want to make bad decisions. So how do you feel about it now? Yeah, I have a level of appreciation um, and perspective, understanding that um, I have certain privileges now that I didn't have before. And um, I, I think what I do miss is that there, there was some motivating factor to, to money, um, whereas Again, it, it depends on your relationship to money. Mine isn't to be rich and famous, right? So um, now, now I've honestly reached where I need to be. I say, quote unquote, need to provide for my family and feel comfortable and you know, not be scared of paying for college for the kids and feeling good about retirement and these kinds of things. Um, anything else is to me is kind of greedy like so I don't see it as a good motivator to continue like oh I need to right increase revenue by X so then I'll be happier whatever I, I don't I just don't see that do anymore. you have a, a clear idea 
of how much money you want and by when. Now that's a, that's the third question in this this cheat sheet, this conversation cheat sheet that we'll have available probably in the next couple of days. And I just went to the graphic design house this 15 minutes ago. But um, do you have a clear idea of how much money you want and by when? Um, I have a clear idea of what I want to pay for. Like so, so, and, and again, this is completely appreciating that it's a position that I'd, I wouldn't have been able to be in before. But I still have the one motivator for me is, what if all hell broke loose, and uh, not only my business crashed, but like the economy, everything's just a disaster, right? What do we have, um, and what kind of debt do we have? So um, the one motivator for me, money in terms of you know how much do I need or whatever, I want to pay off our house. I want to pay off our vehicles. Uh, we, I think Lisa just finally paid off oh, our wow. college, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, make, you know, making sure we have enough to pay off the kids' colleges, which one of them may make it really easy for us. Um, and, and, you know, but those things, but still those things are kind of greedy because I understand that uh, most people can't, yeah. you know, even envision doing that. But then, so, so so just know if I got that stuff paid off, no matter what yeah. happens. So okay. there's a part of looking at money and thinking, is this an energy source to me? And that's this again, this fundamental shift I'm going through. I'm reading a book. I think it's called "Thou Shall Prosper," and it's about the way the Jewish culture has been taught about money through all these years and how they create businesses how they share it, how they help each other. And I've never learned this, like my upbringing. It was what I saw on MTV Cribs. It was what I saw on TV. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't this, um, you know, that it wasn't very fundamentally sound. It was about stuff. You know, money was about getting stuff. It wasn't about, freedom to choose you know what job you want to be in mm-hmm. or choose you know where you really want to live um i guess part of that part of that is is like living in a better neighborhood is highly tied to money and how much money you make so you know when i look at the question when i reflect it back toward myself do i have a clear idea of how much money i want and buy when I was very similar to you in my 20s and 30s. I just knew the next possession milestone. I wanted to get the next house, the next car. I get the next degree. Like when I get when I went to get my MBA, that was specifically designed as a catalyst to make more money in my mind. And I knew that doors would open up, mm-hmm. jobs would open up, promotions would be vast, which they were because of you know pursuing the education which and then turned to money well, i have a very different view of it now i mean completely different which causes me to say am i that motivated anymore like oh i don't want to go get another degree i don't want to think about oh i want to get that mercedes 
I have no possession desires anymore. So I'm really looking at the end of this year and thinking, okay, 2019, my focus is greater good. That's what the theme for next year is for me. And I'm like, what projects can I work on that I can create tremendous value while also having a fair exchange of compensation? And if that compensation is cash or impact or learning experiences, or I mean, it's, it's a bunch of things that it's going to be next year. But like in the spirit of Wu-Tang, cash rules everything around me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know, you know, when, when I had lots of money, I felt like I was a king. I felt like I could buy everybody, everything. I could pick up all tabs and you know, I did it. I did that. I mean, yeah, that that's, that's what happened to me. And now I think I'm kind of afraid to make lots of money again. And it's kind of crazy to me because I'm like, all right, what happens if I get involved and create another project or a couple projects that make 500 to a million a year. And I go up to those levels, I'm like, wow, what would happen to me? So this whole you know conversation is about how, how we look at cash creation, money creation, and how you align it with your, your business, how you price things, how you, you know, how you pay for things. Because it not only does cash roll everything around me as a person, as a business too, because people, you're designing, those that are listening to this with an idea, you're not designing an idea, you're designing a business model that has to pay people, that has to pay bills. So a healthy understanding of what money is and isn't to you is important for sure. So next question for you is when I think about now I know where I answer, where I stand on my money, how I think about it. Now I know how I feel when I didn't have it and when I have it. And maybe I don't have a clear idea of how much money I want and by when, but I kind of know how money leads me if it is to pay off some bills. Because that is a fundamental belief. Reducing debt is increasing your money. A lot of people don't think like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it reduces. Well, that's the one of the principles in this book that that it was. I highlighted. I don't have it in front of me, but I highlighted it when it said, "Hey, by the way, reducing debt is making more money." And I was like, "Whoa!" I never even thought about reducing debt means I'm making more money. And then you think, you think about it, it's like, "Oh, wait a second, it's less money that's going out." So you know, it's make money. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we we don't have credit card debt. Um, and I remember that. when you guys had that's a lot great. of credit card debt because of the start of the business. And that's what's amazing. Yeah, and, and that's even, and, and well, I wouldn't even say we yeah, had a for lot. You guys. We had a lot for yeah. us. We had a lot for us because we, we started with mm-hmm. uh, nothing, I think, in terms of debt or close to nothing in terms of debt. And then when I wasn't making any money and I didn't have, you know, didn't have any job, um, mm-hmm. Then we started incurring debt in order to pursue mm-hmm. whatever the heck this was. And so, luckily, once again, even though money was not something 
that I made much of back in the day before this all started, we were smart enough that I was making money because we didn't have debt. And I reduced risk so that when I did lose my job, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that still motivates me to this day because no matter how good things can be, I worry about worst case scenario yeah. and how prepared we'll be. And when you, it's one thing to be, oh, it's just Lisa and me, uh, but we got you know, three other bodies to feed, you know, so. And, and luckily we've been through mm-hmm. a lot to understand it happens. Michael had cancer, for example. Or, you know, uh, I lost my job twice. Or, you know, whatever. We got three yeah. kids to put through college. You know, like all these. And it, well, setbacks so happen. That's for sure. Setbacks do happen. So if you wanted to have a healthier view on money, what would be nice if you let go of? What would be nice to let go of when you when you thought about money for a healthier view of it? Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's kind of human nature, but I I, I still think I, I think too much about other people, and yeah, that negative perception of money and wealth to me, and like there might be some some jealousy or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I just need to to let it go. Um. Let let those people be, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure. What, I mean, that, that, to, that to me is the unhealthiest source of. Yeah, uh, and I know yeah. I've had this discussion a lot in the past couple of weeks in some of the masterminds I'm in. And one person mentioned that when they think about donating to a nonprofit, for some reason, they look at them and say, "I wonder if any of this money is really going to the cause," and then they don't. Then they don't even donate because they're like, "You know, that that CEO is making fifty million dollars a year." Or, well, I mean, is is a I think that's mm-hmm. that's a healthy question to ask. Like, uh, where, where where can your money go the furthest if you're gonna? Because it's valuable to you. So if you're going to give somebody some money, in which place is it going to go to the right places? Uh, you know, the vast majority of it can go to the right places for you as opposed to lying in the pockets of somebody who... who yeah, I, I, when I hear you, I hear healthy skeptic. Like, that's just being a healthy skeptic to just mm-hmm. ask, like, hey, where is this going? How How is this going to impact? And... I mean, and we saw that, um, you know, cancer organizations, and and since I even worked for one, um, I was seeing a lot of that, a lot of the questions about where's this money going, and um, and then some stats would come out about how much is paid to the executives and the board and all this stuff, not the board, but the executives, and um, and then so it kind of helped me see too that these smaller organizations oftentimes um, you know less overhead and uh, they need your help more in yeah. a lot of cases too so some more reading that I that I attached to out of this book was the idea of if you solve a problem or a suffering that's in the world 
and get paid for it, like that's that's earning an honest living. Yeah. And and you know the word honest living, not meaning that you're dishonest, but just meaning that's good living. So my next question to you yeah. is what problem could you solve that you would love to get paid to do? Yeah, and, and, and I know that's a tough one because that one is kind of the catalyst for me for this upcoming year with, with our work together. Like I was like, man, I want to do something different. I want to create something to where it's a problem that we solve that you would love to get paid to do, whatever it is. And I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I mean, I think of, yeah, I think of um, this company mm-hmm. called Love Your Melon. Okay. Those, the, the hats, hat, mm-hmm. like a knit, knit, knit caps and stuff. And I believe it's 50% of their revenue goes to mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. Uh, organizations. And one, one of them right. being Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, which is one that is near and dear to our hearts. So it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of brilliant in that, yeah, you are doing two two things at once you're you're making a living for yourself and you're help helping others and by making it a public thing like that saying you donate you're you're kind of uh encouraging not only not only encouraging other people to give and and feeling good about their purchase but you're providing uh some awareness to you know regarding some organizations they may not have heard of before so um, there's a lot so of so i have a crazy idea because when I listen to you say that, I was thinking, all right, cancer for sure is a is a cause in our family that matters to us. Uh, baseball is a cause that matters in our family. And I thought, man, what if what if we created a nonprofit, much like Make a Wish, and and do it in the baseball arena, like for those children that are you know, battling with cancer, survivors of cancer that have baseball dreams and, you know, partner with Major League Baseball specifically or even just picking, the, like, you you guys live in Denver. And that's like, man, what if we could make, just try it with the Colorado Rockies and say, what what if we could figure out a way to create a nonprofit to make baseball dreams come true or even, you know, sponsor some children who, have recovered from cancer and want to play in league ball because that's really expensive, right? <laughs> You're wearing spider stuff all over your stuff right uh, now. Well, that's not league ball. League Travel ball. Too that's bad. What I Travel ball. Yeah, I don't, I don't know stuff. the names. It, yeah, but no, and, and actually, you know, that's so. It, it could be as simple as creating, you know, free baseball mm-hmm. for anyone who, who wants it. So if you want to play, because here's the thing, it's a crazy thought. If I did not get laid off for that second time, it's quite likely my kids uh, will play travel ball. Highly likely. <laughs> highly likely, because you're compensating. I mean, l- 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 I stumbled into something else and I started making a bunch of money doing something else. I, it's just, it's highly unlikely that, that, that they'd be playing travel ball. And, um, how would we have dealt with that? Because we're a baseball-loving family. family. Um, may have we have been just as, I'm sure we've been fine, but there would have been lots of like, oh, regrets and like, man, I, I, like they really want to play. They want to play at a higher level. They want to play in high school and they want to, you know, all this stuff. Um, 
and it there shouldn't it shouldn't be a class system. To so play so on the on this in the spirit of, of edges because we've done this before. Whenever we design something, rights responsibilities. So when you just said that, I sat there. On which edge are we leaning toward when you want baseball for everyone? Is it a right? It's like shouldn't yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think too. I think that's that, that too. And, and I wonder, uh, again, what problem could we solve that we would love to get paid to do and paid? Again, this doesn't always have to be cash, but it could be in all the stories. You know, it could be a lot of different things. So I think, you know, in the month of December, for, for all of us uh, listening as well as you, John. I know that you're thinking through, well, what do I want to spend my time on in 2019? And maybe when you're having this deep conversation with yourself about money, figuring out how to align it with something that really fills your soul and your pockets. And filling your pockets doesn't have to just be coins and dollars. Filling your pocket could be smiles and wins you know whatever whatever it is so uh let's just go along with the one that you just said like hey what if we could bring baseball to everybody why would solving this problem matter to you well i mean i just um i think it's one of those things where if you have the ability and if, if you want to get better, you should you should have these options. Everybody should have there. The options shouldn't be limited by mm-hmm. um, your income. And unfortunately, that's kind of the situation we're in. So then, when you get to high school, only certain kids are are prepared to play well at high school. And guess what? Those who have been playing travel ball are position, positioning themselves to if they're not maybe educationally getting a a scholarship mm-hmm. they may get a sports scholarship so if you're not if you're not in in those uh uh you know, along those paths uh, so yeah, i see a, a possible pivot in the business model you have now to being a social entrepreneurship ventures because that's that's a big deal now there's a lot of social entrepreneurial ventures out there and you know people making a big social impact on things so maybe that is something that you look at and and start thinking like hey what what social impact can we make while also you know paying bills you know yeah i mean just thinking aloud it's it's a solid fifty thousand dollars for a team um, when you think about it, for a year, I mean, it can be more. As we've seen with our kids in high school, it can be more than that. But yeah, solid fifty thousand dollars. So w- what if I had something that you know, a certain percentage of John Lumber Digital sales went towards baseball, and it started there. And it's like, well, let's sponsor another team. Let's 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 create a whole spiders organization league teams at every level and make more money to fund each of those teams hmm. maybe 
Well, one of my one of my uh, coaching arrangements is a a group in Arizona, and they do volleyball. So he has a club one volleyball league, and they do really well, seven figures easily, because they figured out how to to bring volleyball to the masses in in Arizona. So maybe we talk to him one day. You know, that's the beauty of of entrepreneurship and asking and being curious for those listening is talk to somebody who's already doing something kind of similar and see, see my, see if there's some tips or techniques or tools that uh, can be used. So, all right, final question. So we talked about why that problem solving that problem would matter. And I liked your answer, but as we all know, wherever we spend our time, it has to excite you. What, why would that excite you to bring baseball to the masses so that it becomes somewhat of a right that everybody should be able to play. Hmm. It's it's making a difference, you know. Be able to look at see, you know, the look on a kid's face who gets to to play at that level and get the walk off hit in a big game, championship game, seeing his family and his parents watching it too and you know experience it is tough to find if uh, if you're not shelling out the cash so and I did my best to not get emotional as I was Good. thinking about that and talking about it Good. I guess that's okay we know you're a crybaby like me so alright so that's what I wanted to talk to you about to so quickly summarize it when you're thinking about money it is about knowing where you stand on it, how you feel about it, getting a clear idea of you know how much you want or what you want to do with it, either or. Then knowing what you need to let go of in order to you know start taking some action and and most importantly, I think those that do the best have a greater good in mind. They have a problem they want to solve. They figure out how to put a system of, of processes and actions behind it to reduce that suffering or reduce that need that people have. And then at the end of the day, if it's something that excites them, that's one healthy approach on how to look at money. So thank you for walking through the money balls worksheet. <laughs> money balls. All right, yeah, that's, so that's it. That's all we got today. Good deal. Well, I see several people from PHC Entrepreneurs drop by today, so thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you listened on, uh, listen to the podcast and, and your earbuds on the walk and a workout, we appreciate you. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.